Hello and welcome back to Humans of Van Life. This is episode 24. Oh my god. And I'm sitting here with Katie in the parking lot of a public library in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I am super excited. I drove all the way out here to meet Katie because I met you at the Colorado Van Life Diaries meetup. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this instant, like, spicy connection mm-hmm. with you. That was short because mm-hmm. there was so many other people around and we had only like really had a chance to sit down for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it was like we ran in here, talked really intensely like this close to each other and then like left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is important to me that yeah. I got to share some time with you. And um, also, I just feel as if you are such like a rad van life girl mm. that I would love to explore more with you. Um, so here you are, and here I am. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yay! Awesome! Yeah, I've been hearing so many good things, and I just think you guys are doing something that's so cool. There's a bug in my knee. There. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't we just start off, why don't you just tell us about how long you've been living in van for, and what you're living in? Yeah, um, I've been living in my van for over two years full-time now. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in a 2016 Sprinter, um... I bought it in October of 2016, and then I moved into it in June of 2017, and I've been in it ever since. Um, I, you know, I almost sold it. I started with a partner, broke up, thought about selling it, decided to keep it, decided to just keep going in it. So it's been kind of this weird journey of, like, I've moved in and out of it a few times. Not a few, once, but, um, yeah, I kind of sometimes can't believe I'm still here, but Mm. I wouldn't be doing anything else. I can't really imagine doing anything else. Which is what, I mean, what happens, like, I I thought about stopping. I, I originally had only planned to do it for a year. Mm-hmm. I saved up a certain amount of money, quit my job, sold my car, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, travel and, and, like, explore. It was nothing about van life or community. I didn't know mm-hmm. any of that. And then um, after a year, I was like, oh, can I swear on here? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was like, well, what the fuck else am I going to be doing? Like, I don't, I couldn't even imagine, like, wearing a suit, man. I hadn't worn a bra in a year. Like, I wasn't ready to do any of that again so I was like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and yeah continue on my own so where are you where are you, where are you from I'm from Beaverton Oregon it's a suburb outside of Portland okay yeah and you just wanted to explore the U.S. originally yeah I got like super into the outdoors as I kind of like I don't know when I was a teenager I like was not even a real version of myself I don't know if people I think a lot of people feel that way but I didn't feel like I really knew what I was doing or who I was or what I even really liked until I was in my, like, early, mid-20s. And then I was like, oh, I actually really like being outside. And I started um, hiking and camping a bunch. And I was, like, getting out of my corporate office job at Friday at 5 and just, like, running out into the forest and camping three days a week. And I was like, oh, I could do this all the time. I wanted to start exploring more, like, national parks and state parks. And so that was the goal was, like, see as much of the nature and parks as I could for a year. Mm. And, um... I didn't work either so I was like hiking five or six days a week like Mm. out in nature no cell phone service it was like pretty magical Mm. for a whole year of just like connection to the world the world and the earth and um yeah that's why I started so So what was your corporate job um so I I went to school for social work Mm, I I got my I know it's so random I got my bachelor's degree in social work and then I uh, went abroad for a little bit, and I worked at a refugee center, and it just, like, broke my heart, and I felt burned out within just, like, a year or two of doing volunteer work and that. So I came back, and um, I worked 
Um, it's called association management. It used to be a degree in like the nineties and now they don't offer it anymore as a degree, but it's really like corporate, um, conference planning kind of. So like Mm. anything that needs a license, you have to have continued education credits. And so I put on conferences where people could get those credits. It's so random. Wow. I okay. Know. I know. It's so but like super wearing business suits. Yeah, okay, we're like a, I had to wear business professional. I wore heels. I wore suits on the weekends. I worked weekends over time. I did it for almost two years. I commuted an hour and a half each way to my office every day. It was horrible. And how? What? What was it like inside during that time? Like, how was your mental health like? Would um, phrase it. Yeah, I, like, gained weight. I drank alcohol every day. Like, I was just, I I commuted, so I was up at, like, you know, 6. I drove to work. I clocked in. I got off at 5. It was a pretty rigid schedule. Like, no flexibility. If I was two minutes late, I was reprimanded. Um, and then I would get off. I'd sit in traffic. And then I would drink and eat dinner and go to bed and do the same thing. Um, there wasn't even time for, like, exercise. Like, a 15-minute workout was, like, me stretching my schedule. Wow. Yeah. And then you're trying to still connect with, like, friends, family, like, build relationships, mm-hmm. take your vitamins. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know. And how long did you do that for? Two years. Whoa. I okay. Know. I know. Oh. I know. It was it was really intense. I mean, at the time, mm-hmm. I think, like, I graduated college, and that's really all that you're taught. So I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get married. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to have children. And I just, you're not told that anything else is different, and especially, like, growing up that's all that I was ever taught and told and mm-hmm. family friends school and I just didn't even realize that there was like another option which I think is like a, a semi-common theme between people that I meet on the road is like I think we all feel like we're not meant to be doing something um mainstream kind of but we don't really know how to get elsewhere you mm-hmm. know I totally agree yeah that comes up a lot yeah and like this is this innate desire to do something different mm-hmm. or like to go you know, be out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Wow. This is so cool. See, I knew this. I knew <laughs> you were so badass. Okay, so you go into this man life, and did you, when did you start, like, seeing this as, like, a feasible option for you to travel and hmm. stuff? Like, was it through Instagram, or why did you go no. for, like, a sprinter and do that whole thing? It's so interesting. So, um, it wasn't my idea. I'll be really honest with that. I have no problem in hiding that. Like, mm. it, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Mm. Um, I was on the third date with my boyfriend at the time, and he was like, I want to do this at some point. And I was like, you're wacko, but, like, let me at least pay off a certain chunk of money. So I set a goal for a student debt payoff. Yeah. And I was like, in a year when I pay this off, we'll have a conversation about it. So, Dude, on your third date, you guys you know, have talked about? It was pretty hot and heavy. Like, you know, it happens. Wow. I think I thought I was going to marry him, and it just, yeah, it was, like, pretty intense, pretty fast. So I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. So, like, we'll talk about it in a year. And then... Um, it was his idea. He was like, he knew about more of what I did than I did. Like he knew about different vehicles, builds, um, you know, the Instagram, the whole concept was like, I had never heard of any of that. So when we were picking out vehicles, like I didn't even know what vehicles were options. He was just like, this is what I think that we should do. This is reliable. I did a little bit of research, but, um, yeah, I was just kind of like a second, like a passenger seat driver kind of in that sense. So like, um, I, I wish my story was like, I was so independent of a woman and I went and I bought a van and I did this thing on my own, but like I was super influenced by him and, and he made those choices. Um, and after a year, you know, he didn't like it and I loved wow. it <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know like what else am I going to do with my time? Wow. 
you know, how, where, I'm not going to live in a, a place with four walls. Like, that just seems ridiculous. Holy shit. So, <laughs> he went back to living in a home? Yeah, so we were supposed to move to Oregon, mm-hmm. together back to Oregon, where we're both from. And you guys traveled for a year together? Yeah, a year together. We were together for three years. In this van that I have now, yeah. And um, I think there was, like, conversations. We both knew it was going to end. You know, if we're really paying attention to red flags, we probably shouldn't have ever done it in the first place. But I'm continuously grateful that I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I think that through bad decisions, lessons are always there to be learned. There's something so good that has come out of it. And I'm very grateful for that. Um. I wouldn't be here right now if that wasn't for him. And so I'm, like, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he didn't he didn't really like it. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. And I, he was really ready to be stationary and have, like, structure. And we were getting ready to move. And I was just like, hey, I'm not going. I'm not going to come. Because we lived in Beaverton. That's where we were both raised. And we were going to move to a small town a couple hours out. And I was just like, I'm not coming. I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I don't want to. I don't. It was, like, a small town. There was, like, no reception. I wasn't going to be able to really work that well. And, um, I don't know. The feeling of, like, being stuck somewhere or, like, being told no or being limited Mm -hmm. after having all this freedom is, like, the most debilitating thing that I can possibly think of. Um, and I just, I don't know. It wasn't really panic, but I was just, like, uh, you know, I just, I I just, I fucking can't. Like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, that is so beautiful. Mm. Like, I love that. And if, like, I'm going to get my parents to listen to this exact <laughs> part of this podcast because that's how I feel. Like, they yeah. keep going. Like, I just talked to my dad on the phone today and he was like, so Nick, like, have you given your career any more thought? Oh, like, no. Like, when are you coming home? Like, as a nurse, right? Same yeah. shit. Social work, nursing, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. When are you coming home? Like, when are you starting a job? It's like, ooh. Yeah, it makes, ooh. like, my, my skin crawl, like... Yeah, and then to, like, hear, like, you just, like, said it so eloquently. Like, that's beautiful. Like, once you've had this taste of this freedom and and this, like, empowerment to decide Mm -hmm. what you want when you want it, it's, like, debilitating to go back. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of it comes, for me, is, like, control. I've always been, I'm, like, super anxious. I'm, like, borderline, like... is your birthday in August, right? No, it's in May. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, never mind. But... I'm, I'm super anxious. I'm, like, very obsessive, like, a little bit compulsive, and I've always been so... I've struggled with control, and for me, this was, like... <laughs> it satisfied, like, all my weird quirks, because I was, like, I have so much control over my time in my life. Like, I have taken, like, absolute control over every little decision, mm-hmm. and the thought of losing that just made me feel so out of control. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine giving someone else my time or my decisions, and, um, yeah, I just... Mm-hmm. I, like, people, people always ask, like, what did you, how did you get here? And I'm like, it kind of wasn't this, like, big aha moment. I was just like, it just kind of made sense. I was like, well, what else am I going to be doing? Like, this makes so much sense. I love what I'm doing. Why would I stop? I'm just going to do what I need to do to be able to continue. And that's just like, it was just kind of like, it just happened. And people were like, okay, yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay. So tell me a bit more about, like, how you've been able to be sustainable on the road. Like, how Mm -hmm. did you manifest or how did you create all these possibilities to work from the road yeah so so right now I work I'm currently working over full-time that's not always the case I usually hover between like 25 30 hours mm-hmm. um I saved up for a year on the road like I said mm-hmm. and then we left in June and in December I was like I have less than a hundred dollars in my bank <laughs> I was like I can't pay my bills next month like I truly don't know what I'm gonna do yeah. 
So we were home for Christmas break, and I sat at a computer for like two weeks straight. I applied to 47 jobs online. I used like Upwork, Hubstaff, and um, Indeed. Mm-hmm. They're all like online, remote, not even remote. They're just online job mm-hmm. platforms, and I just searched remote or virtual assistant. Um, and I just like applied, 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 applied. Um, and I mean, I got s- extremely lucky because um, the the Instagram world of van life is like a thing, right? Yeah. And people love van builds, and it really allows room for growth within social media and so I got extremely lucky like I didn't even have an account or anything that like blew up but like people were interested in what was going on Mm. and so I was really able to utilize that and I got hired as a social media manager for Mm. a small business and I worked seven hours a week for a couple months and then did you apply mm -hmm. for that or did they find you no they I applied for it through these like indeed etc yeah I was just like looking and googling like virtual assistant like virtual work like um googling like ways to earn remote income Um, I've been in office, like in an office environment for like 10 years. So I was like, I can do like email MailChimp. I can schedule outlook calendars of people. Like I basically was like, what is something that people have to do to run a business, but that they don't want to do themselves. And that's like an annoying task that they see as a daily thing. They don't want to do. I'll do that for Mm -hmm. dirt cheap. I don't care. Just like, give me, give me any money. (laughs) Like I just don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I founded a job, um, an opening for an editor-in-chief for Govan, which is the company I'm still with now. I'm st- I've been their editor-in-chief since about March, I think, of 2018. And this is Govan.com? Govan.com, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm still with them. Um, and I just applied, like, over Instagram. They put out a, an application process, and I went to, I think it was on Indeed as well. Mm-hmm. I went there, and I applied, and I got it. And um, that was just, like, my ticket. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not making much, but, like, I'm here. I can sustain myself. And even now, a year and a half later, like, it's kind of still the same case. Like, I'm not rolling in dough. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, very poor. I always say how much, like, I'm very poor. Mm-hmm. I don't have money. I have debt. But, like, I'm here, and I could be in an office somewhere else at home paying rent and spending all my money on a car payment and rent. And instead, I'm stressed, and I don't have a lot, but, like, I'm here. And I mm-hmm. kind of just don't care what I have to do to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want that freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just, it's, um, yeah, it sounds like very simple, but I just, I think about like, I could be like maybe doing something else and being a little bit more comfortable at times, but like, Mm -hmm. I literally was like, I'll do anything that I can to continue to like not be tied to one place, not be tied to one job and just to have the freedom to like explore, meet, grow. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's worth it. I don't know. It's worth it every day. You know, that's so inspiring to me. Um, two things. First of all, it does sound simple and the but truth it's, is it's not. Well, the truth is, is it kind of is. Well, yeah. Cause I, what I, you're <laughs> doing is you're simply checking in with yourself, noticing where you feel good, where you don't mm-hmm. and following your heart. The priorities. Yeah. And like, that's fucking simple. Mm-hmm. And like, if only we could all be a bit more simple, like we complicate mm-hmm. everything and we think it's got to be this grandiose, crazy experience. It is simple. Mm-hmm. And that's life. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you get here? Like, what do you do? And it's like, fuck, if I have to go go down a checklist, yeah, there's, like, a lot of things that I had to do to get here. But, like, it didn't start like that. I didn't Mm -hmm. come with this, like, Mm -hmm. massive plan. I was just like, I'm unhappy. What am I going to do about it? Like, I, the thought of, like, going back to a job, especially because, like, at the time when him and I separated, I sold my car. I sold my furniture. I sold everything. He kept all of his Mm -hmm. because we thought when we were going to get back, we were just going to 
consolidating and going. So I got back and I was like, I actually have zero things in my, like I have, n I have nothing. I don't even have a pot that I can like cook an egg in. Like I have nothing. And so I was just like, what am I going to do about it? I'm not going to do this. I don't want to. So this is what I'm going to do. And it, it was just that simple. I, I know that it, in, in theory, sometimes it doesn't seem like it is, but it's, it was just a choice. I made a choice and then I did what I had to do to make that possible mm -hmm. because that's what's important to me. Which is what I see in you. Like you are the definition of a go-getter and mm. it's super inspiring. Like ever since our conversation, I've been fired up about realizing that like, actually I can create anything out here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, just like you've inspired me to dive more into this project as well, because I realized that it's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the nicks and crannies of really what to do. And like, that's perfectly okay. Cause I'll figure oh, it out. Yeah. But you inspired me to like, I'm not going back. Yeah. That's the that's, truth. See, and that's where I was is I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Like mm -hmm. I, I was just like, I literally one day I was like, he was like, what are we going to do with the van? And I was like, I'm going to buy it. And he was like, haha, no, you're not. And I was like, mm -hmm okay, wait, but actually, like, could I buy it? <laughs> like, so you bought it from him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, like, I just decided, and I was, like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. It sounds insane, but, like, I'm just going to do it and just try. Mm -hmm. And if it, if it sucks or I hate it or I'm broke, I'll, I'll do something else. I'll figure it out. I'll sell a car. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. If, if the likelihood of you failing is so much mm -hmm. less than, like, there's always a way out of something. Mm -hmm. if, if this, you know, if everything that you do for this doesn't work, whatever you got to do this amazing experience but like the odds of something clicking mm. somebody picking up on something you finding this platform or this way to continue to fuel what you're doing and fund mm. it like that is so worth it and that likelihood is I think like substantially greater than people think I like that and then also like to add on as well as um I am most happy when I'm here mm -hmm. I'm most and happy people when can I'm here. see that like it's mm. contagious so like mm. if you do the things that you like I think in general success and whatever way that you define that is it's more in your favor because mm. you can tell when people are in like unhappy authenticity is such a real thing mm. and like true colors always show and if you are passionate about what you're doing mm -hmm. the likelihood of your success rate I truly believe mm. is higher beautiful yeah we've uh. been talking a lot about that yeah. <laughs> it's like going full circle yeah and and then I also have this whole crazy vibe that anyway I mean I could potentially die tomorrow yeah I really could. Yeah. Like, nothing is certain. Matter of fact, everything is uncertain. Mm -hmm. um, driving a vehicle on a highway, you never know. Mm -hmm. So, where am I most happy right now? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about to me. Mm -hmm. That is what it's about to me. And um, so, just, like, following that and, like, listening to you as well is so inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. like, such an important concept of, like, I don't think enough people have that mindset. And it's, mm -hmm. like, your life is your own. And I something that I think I've realized my biggest like aha thing mm -hmm. with living in a vehicle and just traveling is like I think people just think that it's part of life to be unhappy in certain aspects or like well I have to like work this job to have this money to buy this house and it's just part of it and it's in this this age range that I'm supposed to be doing this thing that I have to you know have this portion of my life that I I hate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like you know I have to go to work and people are just like well it's part of life you gotta suck it up and go you know get money so you can do the things and it's like Actually, no, <laughs> you really don't have to do anything that you don't like. And yeah, sure. People need money. People need food. People need fuel. But like, there are so many ways to do that, that allow for happiness. And I just, when I realized that I don't have to have any portion of unhappiness, that's not like part of the life plan that that's like a required piece of this recipe. 
like how much more of a positive experience am I going to have on earth you know <laughs> dude I like I feel so um, <laughs> again this is why I'm out here doing this yeah. and I cannot stress this enough I've never agreed more with one person in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that is exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I've been told for so long that mm-hmm. you just gotta suck it up. Like, you just you just gotta do this for a bit. And it's just it's do part this. of life. Like, yeah. Bull fucking shit mm-hmm. it is. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of people telling me that. I'm sick and tired of people telling other people that. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you just, like, take a moment. Like, I often, like, when I was back living in Victoria in a city, I would, like, one of, like, the things I would do, this is probably something very bizarre, but at least once a week, I would hop on a city bus hmm. and just cruise didn't yeah. know where it was going yeah just hop on I love and ride it back and what i would do in the meantime is see who would come forward to me hmm. who i would chat with hmm. the overall consensus was most people are unhappy with what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah. and they're doing it because they think they ought to and mm-hmm. or they have no other opportunity mm-hmm. um so one thing i do want to say is we are very privileged specifically you and i as white females mm-hmm. i want to bring some dialogue to that like the fact that we are out here doing this we're very privileged Mm -hmm. not everybody will have this opportunity at all absolutely so that's really important to me that we talk about but also like enough of being told what you can and cannot do oh my god like i'm sick of that and like this is like living example that you actually can it just takes passion Mm -hmm. and putting your mind towards it but you know what's so unfortunate is i think about how how much opportunity i have received right Mm -hmm. and like I think about the doors that have been opened up for me and I'm so, so lucky and so grateful for that. And even through that channel, I was told this is one way that you have to do this. I wasn't really told about alternative options and I can only think sometimes how many people in the world are not being told about this is, you do not have to do this one avenue. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that breaks my heart. Like that makes me feel like I just, that's why I, I talk about things and I, I, I talk about what I'm doing and I write about it is because I just didn't even know that this was an option. And then I, I did this and I was like, oh, there's like hundreds, thousands of people doing this. Mm-hmm. Like how many more people would be happy and more content in life if they were having the opportunity to even just know that this existed. Like for yeah. some people, it's just the idea of like, oh, I, I do have another option. I could, a choice I could make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm. Totally. And so I'm just like a bit curious. I wanted to ask you about this. So you traveled for a year with a partner. Mm-hmm. Then you were solo for a year and a half. Yeah, about. What was that like for you as a woman? Like, especially with the grieving process of splitting up with a partner. Like, funny story. I don't know if many people know this, but I actually bought this van um, because I was I had recently broken up with my partner, and mm-hmm. I was so fucking devastated, man. I was yeah. like. I need a project. Yeah, you're like, I gotta like, do something. I need to dedicate myself to, like... And care for what you wish for, because fuck was this a project. Oh, like, my God, I know. Really care what you wish for, but I put, like... Like, I was so hurting and so heavy, and I needed something to, like... Instead of, like, being so immersed in the academic world, to, like, pull me out and, like, to use my hands physically and mm-hmm. all this. Sure enough, I spent a year under, on, in this <laughs> thing. Um, but, like, what was your year and a half of being solo and, like, that grieving process for you? Mm. Would you be willing to share that a bit with me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I struggle to talk about this sometimes because I want to be so authentic with myself and with people, but I also try so hard to respect boundaries for others. So mm. I, yeah, I, 
I'm still learning how to discuss this. I'm, I'm happy to continue exploring it and, and trying, but um, I think that, like, for a lot of people, heartbreak comes when you're taken off offbeat or somebody... Mm-hmm. I, I left him, and that was a very interesting thing because at the end of the day, I was more upset than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really weird, complex emotion... And I think that other people don't have as much grace for that because they're like, well, you made this decision. You should be so happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it was really hard. And at the same time, like we had a private loan through a family members. We had been home for a week and a half. So we had a storage unit of shared items. Like I said, I sold everything. So we're trying to split up. We owned a van together. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to split up financials, items. And like my, my, my life is so driven by my head, not frequently by my heart. Mm-hmm. And I had such a hard time with separating that in this time because we really put in our best foot to be friends, and we were for about six months, which honestly helped the the, the split process so much. Yeah. I was able to call him on the phone and say, like, hey, I'm really having trouble with this. What do you think? Or, like, yeah. we were friends. Like, we would get a beer, and, and I'm so grateful for that phase of that breakup because it was so strictly platonic, but I just... It felt like, in a way support like hey we both see how much this fucking blows Mm -hmm. but it's the thing that needs to be happening and to go through also a breakup with the internet (laughs) and a community Mm -hmm. where people know I didn't come in here alone and then I brought a partner like people knew us together everyone that I met on the road even the people that I'm friends with now that I'm the first people I met in van life it was always Katie and Evan we were such a unit doing it together yeah yeah yeah. and people are curious and it's like I I run a blog I didn't know how to talk about that people are nosy people are rude Mm -hmm. and it was just like we waited for months to tell our families we didn't Mm -hmm. tell I I told maybe a few friends so um anyways this is a long ramble of just like it was so messy Mm -hmm. and then I moved out of the van because I was gonna sell it um, he left and he was like, you deal with everything. So I had to separate our belongings on my own. I showed the van on my own. I, I got ready to sell it. I was like taking down, I have a patch collection of like a hundred and something patches and I was taking them down and just like in an empty van with a bottle of wine, just like crying so hard. Like I just, it broke my heart and I, I just, I couldn't do it. So there was a weird phase of sadness there and then exhilaration as I got to move back in and I was like, I felt so empowered and I felt just great and strong. But the thing with it is that when you're dealing with a breakup, you're dealing with lifestyle changes, you're living out of, I was living out of a backpack on friends' couches and my parents and just moving around. That then by the time I got in the van, I was so excited. And then I just drove to the coast. I was like, I just need to be by water and heal. And then it was the first time I had stopped in like, six months and I just like died inside like I don't really have words for what that was like and I just healed man I just went out into the I went to Big Sur and I just stared at the ocean for days with no service and I just cried and cried and cried a lot and I just grieved and I wrote and I didn't talk to anyone I didn't do anything I didn't see anyone um and it was such a personal thing but I just cannot think of a better way to process something deep you know and I was able to say I feel like being in in a forest today and I could drive and I could just sit in the ground and just be like I'm here like fully yeah this sucks like and I hurt so bad I don't even 
I can't even explain how that felt. Like I went through a full blown mental breakdown again. Um, I used to be on mental health medication. I stopped for a while. I got back on it. Like I, I, I went into a walk-in clinic and I just, I, I had to really fully pick myself back up again and be like, you thought you had your life planned out and it didn't happen. So you wiped your slate completely clean. And now what are you going to do? Who are you going to be? How are you going to figure this out? And when you're in a van with someone, I mean, I'm sure that couples, especially people that have been together and then separated, you're so intertwined. Mm -hmm. You don't even know who's who. You don't even know what idea is what. I mean, the only time we were apart is when we shit, like (laughs) quite literally, you know? And, and so we left and I was just like, I don't even know what I like. Like, I don't know anything about myself. I don't know who I am. I don't even know what, what kind of humor I like. That was just something we always did together. And I had to relearn myself, you know, and it's crazy that that was just in the fall and it's now been, you know, eight months maybe, I don't know, but I'm so different. And I, I just took the time to like die inside and just like put to peace with like what happened and who I was before and be like, now what are you going to do, Katie? Like, this is your life and this is your ability to grow and to change and to be the person that people always thought was weird or unique or whatever and that you shoved down so this is now your time to do that and I just you know I think the thing that I love about this community is that we're so unapologetically us or Mm. even if we're not we're trying to be and we're putting efforts in being that like even if you're uncomfortable or you're at your first gathering and you don't really know how to talk to somebody it's like I think every time we walk away from things with growth and with reflection and I, I feel like that is what going through that process alone especially as a woman there's so much doubt of not only other people being like you can't do this but me being like am I outdoorsy enough can I chop my own wood can I start my own fire like can I you know if I am driving down a dirt road can I make the right call without a second opinion of if I should keep going or not um and I just I've gotten to surprise myself really well fucking right you have yeah I know love, it's it's love, been yeah. it's been really cool to just be like going from such I know I feel like mm-hmm. going from such a low place of not even knowing who I was to now being like I am a fucking badass Dude. I can do this thing and mm-hmm. I mean if I can God only inspire one other person mm-hmm. to pick up and do that and be like I am allowed to do this as a woman mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be independent and make these decisions like people even still. I'll be driving down the street in my car. It's huge, right? It's a huge sprinter. And somebody the other day was like, you're too cute to be driving that car. And I rolled down my window and I was like, that's super offensive. (laughs) Don't say that to people. Like, that's so limiting on what I feel like I should be allowed to do. And like, I love my fat car. It's huge. And I, I feel empowered when I drive it. And I don't know. There's something to be said about that. Oh, that's huge. And, like, let me guess. Probably because you're blonde. It made yeah, a huge I'm a blonde difference. girl. Yeah. And like, it's like... Totally. Whatever. Yeah. So this, like... Holy shit, man. You are something else. You mm. really are. You're so sweet. No, you really are. I just love you. And you just painted the most beautiful picture of what, to me, grieving and mm. the whole healing process looks like. Yeah. Like, when you said water, I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like, I did the same thing. Like, yeah. I was just, like, just freaking, like bathing like baptizing but you fully like what I heard you say is you fully allowed yourself Mm -hmm. 
to go through all the emotions and to feel the emotions. Oh, yeah. And that's what fast tracks and also allows for deep healing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll just give you an analogy of, like, a wound. If you mm-hmm. heal a wound, like, you can, you know, like, the top can heal. That's great. It looks fantastic. Maybe there's a little scar, but underneath, come pu- blistering, fucking pus is mm-hmm. spewing <laughs> out of it because you quickly, you, it's, it's like the analogy of putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. But the truth is, is, like, we f- Fully, in order to heal the bottom of that wound, have you to have deal to deal like, with it and surrender. See it. Yeah, I think yeah. that that was like a big thing for me. Is like, I always considered I had a pretty big. I know it's hot. I'm sweating. I yeah. had a pretty big mental breakdown in 2012, and I I just like referred to it as like the black hole because mm. I didn't know how to talk about it. Mm. And I was just in the fall. I wasn't on my medication, and I was just like, I cannot go back to that place. I will not allow that black hole to take over my life. And then I was just like, it wasn't going away. And I was like, maybe mm. I have to for it to be done mm. and for me to just be like oh see if I actually give into it it's it's not as scary as I thought and I had really like I had painted this picture of who I was when I was sad mm. and how like out of control I was and it it was more of a scary thought mm-hmm. of being scared of who I was and my thoughts when I was alone and I just was like okay well this is worst case scenario so I'm just gonna do it I'm just mm-hmm. gonna let myself hurt to the deepest degree mm-hmm. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. I mean, I I would just be on the highway with my sunglasses on. The windows are down. I'm in California. I have my hands in the wind, and I just have tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this horrible and beautiful and sad mm-hmm. and healing and allowing myself this space to be like, oh, I don't have to get up and go to an office job. I'm exactly. allowed to be in a horrible place. Yes. And I gave myself that area to heal. I still held the job. Like, I still did the things that I absolutely had to do, but, like, I let myself wear the same sweatpants for days and days and days. I didn't shower and I just hurt, you know? And then I came out just, God, so much better than I was before. And that's the key. Like, you just nailed it again. Like, in our society, we constantly try and do quick fixes. Mm Mm-hmm. We're in the city, we're, you know, working full time, we have 100% course I don't load. have time to deal with my emotions, it's like... You don't have time to feel it. Or yeah. it's like, look at the biomedical model, look at our hospitals, like, yeah. there's something wrong with you, quick, take this medication, let's fix it. Meanwhile, done. you're still eating the same food, you're still smoking, mm-hmm. you're still drinking, you're still causing all that inflammation, but you're not feeling pain because you're taking medication, mm-hmm. but the inflammation's still happening. Yeah. You fully, like, you're the definition of what I believe in healing, and that's fully allowing yourself to just be not okay mm-hmm. and fuck that's hard to do oh my god nobody wants to be not okay because it's uncomfortable and it sucks it's 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 beautiful but it's also ugly like yes. it's it's you know to be able to like call people and be like hey i have to cancel plans because i haven't gotten out of bed in three days that's like right. that sucks nobody wants to do that but like when you just allow yourself to be human like we all <laughs> we all make mistakes we all have points of really really high highs and really really low lows and just allowing ourselves the time to like just be and not be pretending or, or, you know, trying to be to a certain level. It's just, I don't think we give ourselves that time. No, we don't. And like, there's this new thing now in the world that's called like mental health days. Mm-hmm. I inquired. Fuck, every day is my mental health day. Well, thank you. I inquired into that. I was like, okay, so what's the deal here? One or two days. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you, what do you, one or two days yeah. now? Like, and that's like the way our society works, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you are feeling down, we'll pick yourself up and get your ass over here yeah, because pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah. I mean, so many people, it's like mental health days are limited. Vacation days are limited. And I'm like, every day for me is a vacation, a mental health day, but I'm still doing the things I'm passionate about. I'm still mm-hmm. holding a job. I'm still pursuing relationships and taking care of myself, but I'm, it's, you're allowing space for the other things to be 
focused on and to be, you know, a priority in your life. Well, that's the definition of family. Eh, yes, <laughs> when you're not stuck doing something so structurally, it's like, I don't know, you're allowed to have days where, like, I have days where I'm like, I feel so motivated and on top of the world, and then I'll work 14 hours straight, and I'll just, like, power through to-do lists, I feel so great, and then there are other days where I'm like, oh, like, my brain is literally dead today, like, I have no capacity to give anybody else, so I'm going to do that, I'm just going to do nothing, or at least the bare minimum. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, so I also, when you and I connected at the Colorado Gathering, mm-hmm. I felt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt you thinking the right way, to, right way to phrase this? No, I'm just feeling it, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just feeling it. I felt like you had this deep, deep longing to connect with women. Yeah, and community. Of course. So, yeah. during that time, like, is it recently that you started connecting more with community, or like, mm. what has your experience on the road been like with community and interacting with people? Because like, I felt, and like, I was feeling similar to you. So like, I feel like we just met right there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering what your experience with community has been. Oh man, what a question, huh? You're very good at this. <laughs> um. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, like a lot of us that are doing something that's not even just van life, an alternative lifestyle, mm. I think we're looking to, and I can't really generalize, but my experience of meeting people is we're all looking to heal, mm. and we're looking to not run away, but to actually look at things face on for the first time in a long time, and um, I, uh, um, I was raised in a super conservative and Christian family. I'm not religious, and that's isolating in itself. Um, growing up, I was always, like, I had friends. I was in a great community, but I was, like, the weird one. That was the, usually, like, the brunt of the joke, or, like, mm. you know, I, I was I, I was fine, but I just got picked on even by my closest people. I went to college, and I thought I'm going to move to a new city by myself, and I moved to a totally different area and went to a school, and I made zero, like, hardly any friends. You know, and I just, Hmm. I had connections, but they were either, I don't know. It's not that I was ever not, like, accepted. I just didn't ever feel like anyone either fully saw me, and I was really able to ever fully see them, partially because I was so busy feeling insecure in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then moving into a van with my ex, we were so busy. We thought we were just going to do it for a year. We just blew through everything. We didn't have community. We didn't see anyone people would want to meet up and it'd be like, there's no time. We have to be in Albuquerque in two days there. We can't slow down. And being on my own, I took all that time to be alone for that season. And then I started attending gatherings. I started meeting up with people when they asked, I started reaching out to other van lifers and, um, I have built so much community, even just in six months. I went to my first van gathering in, um, the fall of last year. So which one was that? So I went to Quebec, which is um, for Govan, and I went to um, El Campo, which is Govan's annual event, and then I went to Women on the Road, and that was really, I think, my changer. Mm. Um, man, that was magic. I just, all my closest female friends right now are from that, and I've only known them six months, and it feels like I've known them my whole life, and for the first time, I just, I wasn't looked at as, it's so hard to even put into words, but... 
I wasn't the brunt of any jokes. I wasn't, like, the odd one out. It wasn't like, oh, I'm interested in getting to know you because you're weird. It was like, oh, we're all weird. We all have these weird pieces about us, and I want to know all of that stuff about you. And it was like all of the conversations I had were, like, alternative and out there and and different. And that was the most powerful, like, powerful, meaningful experience of with women I think I've ever, ever, ever had. It was... I mean, there was classes on sexism, on being a solo female traveler, and it was, like, putting purpose, not purpose, but it was, like, I was doing this thing by myself for so long, as, like, people are like, oh, it's so weird that you're out there solo, like, solo traveling, and I just looked around, there was 175 other people doing the same thing. Women. All women, like, it was so cool, and even some of them had boyfriends, like, you know, people are in partnerships, people had girlfriends, and it was, like... Mm. There's just something really special when you create space for women and men mm. when you would just allow, I don't know, it, it was just magic in a way that I've never really experienced mm. otherwise in a community. And it's so beautiful because I I know exactly what you mean. You don't even need to put words onto mm-hmm. it. it. And it's so like hard. It's, like, yeah. I tried to write a recap on the emotions that I felt on that weekend mm. and I really struggled and I like cried every day about it and I just I felt so overcome with emotion and I even had some people be like you seem really sad like something's going on with you and I was like no I'm so moved I feel powerfully connected to people for the first time in a real raw way and it was like not even happy tears but just like processing these these things that I had seen and experienced and discussed and it was wild Mm. it was so cool so, Women on the Road, who who put that on? Some, uh, Laura Hughes, she's a good friend like of mine. Like the podcast? Yeah, the podcast, Women on the Road. They're having another one in October. You should come. Where in October? Moab, October 4th to the 6th. Oh, dear. I might be in New Orleans uh, around that time. Yeah, I know. It's the I same. Because I would like Yeah, yeah. They're, they're similar. So, similar okay. timing. But, yeah, Laura. Wow. That's another really good community of just, like, fostering female empowerment and... Um, women and non-binary it's just a a community of people to come and tell their stories to Mm -hmm. connect to either say oh my story is similar to yours or my story is nothing like yours let me learn from you Mm -hmm. um and yeah she just highlights solo not even solo she highlights females in road travel it's not even van life it's just subaru life it could be hitchhiking it could be backpacking it's anything of just like getting out there experiencing the world and it's 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 cool it's really cool this is so... Okay, so are you in your 30s, eh? <laughs> no. No. I'm 27. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Just, like, your timeline. 27. Like, this is... This is just absolutely unreal. Like, what you're describing, like, the first time you've ever felt that magic and that mm-hmm. moved is when all the women gathered. Like, I'm... Yeah. It's just... It amazes me so much because that's the power that every woman has access to, mm-hmm. yet a society tries to keep women apart took me 26 years man i mean that's a lot of time yeah that's a lot of people and and you know it's not that about like relationships didn't hold value prior but i just think that when you're like one of the best things i can describe it as is like i had a friend i was talking to her and she was just like hey how is your heart Mm. and i was like Mm. oh Okay, like we're. Well, this little I thing. was like, oh, this thing. We're gonna talk about this. Like, not how are you, or what is your day like, or what's going on with you in like a general sense, but just like, where are you emotional? Like emotionally, is there is there anything that you're processing or, or healing from or working through? And 
I just like for me that encapsulates what it's like to meet people that are doing alternative lifestyles is like we're here to connect I think we all really want to be loved and we want to be felt and we want to be understood and because of that we're willing to break down barriers faster we're willing to be more vulnerable with other people and that you know a common theme that you hear is that allows other people to have the freedom to also do the same thing back with you and it's just like creating space, man. It's just about creating an opportunity and an area to connect with people, be yourself, pursue passions, like fuck up, do things well. Like if you don't allow for yourself to have places to grow, you're going to be stationary in more than one way. I didn't even think about that. That just came from that. That's so amazing. <laughs> I wish there was a word for me to, like, share with you how I feel. Sweaty. Oh, yeah, that too. But, like swe- sweating yeah, through my shirt. I am too. Um, I can't agree more. Yeah. And I, I just, it makes me feel so warm inside to mm. hear you see all, say all these things. Mm. Like, that's exactly how I feel and, and really what I want to... Uh, show to others and tell people that it's all possible Mm -hmm. again like going full circle to our conversation I guess before we started this podcast is it's all possible Mm -hmm. whatever you want to create and the power that I've witnessed when women get together is absolutely out of this world and we're meant to do that women are meant to gather and they're meant to come together and especially Mm -hmm. when we've all been primed to be on different journeys Mm -hmm. then coming together Mm -hmm is outrageous because somehow or another we've all been on a journey Mm -hmm. specifically with this kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. like my van uh, i thought was broken down this morning before i got here it might not be there like e-brake's not working yeah right so it's just like all these little things that continually continuously help us grow Mm -hmm. and like prime us i feel to connect yeah i mean and you think about it like so many years ago we were in small villages where like we raised children together Mm -hmm. like we did community together we made meals together we hunted we gathered together like we're not meant to be doing this by ourselves Mm -hmm. and like solo journeys are amazing and wonderful and and in phases very important but like community is like what we are physically meant to be doing to connect with other individuals and to be here and share stories and pass things on and if you're not doing that I just life And I don't even really like to use the word lonely because Mm -hmm. I think that there's something to be said about sitting in loneliness, but I think that it has to be paired with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how might you think you will navigate the next little while with community and also um, you have a new partner? I have a new partner. (laughs) I'm just so excited. I know. I haven't haven't told anybody really, so just so you know, but that's fine. I'm so... Maybe this will be my debut of talking about it for the first time. Um, okay, beautiful. Well, let's, yeah. Let's yeah. I love it with that. I, yeah, I have a new partner. Um, he's amazing mm. and wonderful and warm and kind and thoughtful and connective. Like, can I just say one thing mm-hmm. before we get in here? Like, this is, like, a perfect example of, like, dude, this is just so beautiful. Like, your heart's obviously, you've allowed yourself to fully, or not, I don't know if I believe in fully healing, but you've allowed yourself the time and space to heal. Mm-hmm. And look what comes out of it. I know. Like, to the fact that you're ready again or you're open yeah. again. Like, it's still tender and, and, and all that. And it hasn't even been... I mean, it's been over a year, but it's like, in the span of healing, yeah. that's not long. But when you allow yourself that room, like, exactly. I I went, like I said, and I got to a place where I was like, 
I treated time with myself like I would time with a friend. Mm. So I was like, learning learning to be like, oh, I actually like my sense of humor. I'm pretty fun. Like I'm gonna <laughs> sing and I'm gonna dance and I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue a relationship with myself the way that I would with any other individual in the world. Why would I give myself less intention or purpose or energy than somebody else? Like relationship with self is like the most important thing. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm kind of cool. Like, I'm, I enjoy my time. I enjoy my personality. And I'm I'm fun and adventurous. And I, you know, it's so cheesy. But I just, there's no other way to say it is, like, when you are able to build a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and really be proud of who you are. Like, I didn't even used to care if I liked myself. I just cared if other people liked me. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to be like, oh, actually, my opinion is really the thing that matters the most about my own body and my own personality... I created this this time and this space and this relationship with myself that then allowed me to connect with other people in a way that I think wasn't really possible. I was always so interested in like them and being a second a, a partner and being giving and and being like I don't know, like a yeah. half of something. Yeah. And I'm like you are not my other half. I am my own whole and you are your own whole and we're going to come together to make something amazingly beautiful. And that's really different than anything else. So that's how you're entering this relationship now. Yes. It's very, it's been by surprise, but very intentional in a lot of ways of like Mm. a lot of communication. Obviously, I think that like when you're in the beginning of a relationship, it's so easy to get wrapped up in that and being really intentional with communication and constantly just checking in and making sure that like, especially with two alternative lifestyles, he also lives in a van. So it's like you're just bringing in two very uniquely individualized people mm-hmm. and you're going to try to come together and in van life or, you know, road travel, it's like summer camp. You spend 24 hours a day with someone morning until night. You're not, you know, I, I we always joke about if we were dating in real life, it'd be, you know, two or three months, we'd be on maybe our eighth date. But instead yes. we're together 24-7 of every single day. Like... The first time we met, we we spent the day together, and it's been now almost three months, and we've spent, like, maybe five apart. <laughs> like, that's just wow. how it happens, because we're just so available with time and space, and yes. yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> He's so cool. Oh, yay! <laughs> and wait, where did you meet him again? I met him on the internet. Okay. Yeah, so we met on the internet. In like, the, on, like, Tinder or something? No, or? on an Instagram, but oh. not through, like, the van community, which is so weird, because we both live in vans. Yeah. Um, yeah, on, like, personal platforms of our own things, and the Discover page, you never know who you might meet. (laughs) Hey! Um, yeah, we met, and we just kind of started chatting, and I was like, oh, this kid lives in a van, and, you know, I don't know, but on the internet, especially in the van community, I just feel like I talk with a lot of people, you know, you communicate, you ask questions, you learn from each other, you ask about hiking places and camping spots, and we just started chatting, and we talked, um, you know, fairly regularly until May when we met in person. And then, yeah, we thought about meeting up, and it just, like, wasn't the right time, wasn't the right place. And then we met, and I was just, like, you know, we were driving. He, him and his friend came, and we met outside of Zion, and the next morning we were going to Walmart to get groceries, and he was driving in front of my car. And I can't really explain the feeling of just, like, I just looked at the, the rear of his van, of his Econoline, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is just someone I'm going to spend now all the time with. Like, I just was like, okay, this is, it wasn't this, like, crazy moment of, like, excitement or anything. I was just like it eased so naturally in and I was just like this is this is this and this will be now life together wow that's powerful it's been so special (laughs) 
it's so it's just yeah. yeah. So will so okay. So then going forward, um, you do have this desire for community. Yes. We've established so that. So what does that look like? Yeah. How are you going to navigate that? Well. And can we spend more time together? It's a real question. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think right now I'm on. I'm working on balancing out my work life, which is going to then allow for more space for community. Mm. Thankfully, I work in the community, so that really helps. Mm. Um, but I plan to continue to pursue gatherings, to pursue people, to su- pursue caravans, group mm. campsites. Um, he, I actually took him to his first gathering this summer, which is really cool because he had no idea of any of the Tetons. He had no idea of community or people, and he's so sweet. We were, like, getting ready to go, and he was, like, practicing names of people that I had talked about because he wanted to meet the people that were important to me in the community. And, and he got to, I got to introduce him to all these wonderful you know, humans of van life that, mm. that I've been so, so wonderfully connected with either in person or online for the last two years. And mm. I think we both have agreed that that's kind of going to be just something that we continue to pursue. Mm. Um, I don't ever want to isolate again. I want to continue to be part of something bigger and, um, van life started for me as something to travel and to see the world. And it's really just turned into so much more than that. I kind of don't care really. I mean, seeing beautiful places and stuff is great, but like I just don't care what I see or what vehicle I'm in or how I get there or how fast I travel. It's like it's the human connection. Yeah. It's so important. And without it, it's all meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't feel the way that I feel unless I'm with people. I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that this, um, this lifestyle facilitates that oh, yeah. in, into like a full embodiment Mm -hmm. and what I mean is I used to be uh, like you know I went to Southeast Asia I did the whole trip Mm -hmm. right it was like okay you know Angkor Wat Cambodia Mm -hmm. I don't know in Laos or whatever you float down that river like what do you fucking do yeah and what I've come to learn is that like exactly it does not it could be the most beautiful place in the world Mm -hmm. yeah and it suck and you could be at like the side of the road on a highway Mm -hmm. waiting to get towed with somebody that just blows you out of the water. Yeah, it makes all the difference, you know? It's incredible. Yeah, and I think, like, I really felt the need for a while to be alone before I felt that community. But, like, I went through this, like, phase of life where I was, like, you know, if I'm not sharing this with anybody, does it actually matter? And, like, I still don't have a question or an answer to that question, but, like, I felt that really intensely that, like, I really wanted it to be enough to share with myself, and I think for a while it was. But once I got to a place where it was okay to be alone, that's when I wanted community the most. And I wanted it not out of necessity, but out of I have all this that I want to give to people and I want to receive back from them, you know? And it was like a full circle thing of like I'm going to completely isolate and then I'm going to be ready to come forth and be part of something so much bigger than just myself. Are you guys planning on coming to Descend? No. Why? We're going on vacation with my family and his. We're gonna go meet meet some family. Wow. I know. Okay, that's so exciting. I don't mind that you're not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And you know, descends in Oregon and I'm still mm. I'm Spender. still yeah, I'm learning how to go back. I've only been back um once mm. and I was gonna go back and I didn't I really revert back to some younger emotional stages of my life and I'm still learning to process with memories I I thought I was going to retire there and marry someone and and he's around and people around and so I'm just still navigating 
how to be back in that space. And, um, you know, I, I've done so much to get to where I am now and I'm so proud of that, but I just don't really know. I'm still figuring that out. It's, it's, it's muggy waters that I, I'm not quite sure yet, but. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. Like that makes life interesting. Yeah. And I think it's like through healing, it's, you know, it's not linear. Mm -hmm. There are times where things are really easy and there are times where it's not at all. And like, I think my biggest, like something, a a whole concept that I'm really struggling right now with is just like forgiveness in general, not even just romantically, Mm -hmm. but through any sort of hurt that comes from the world or people. Um, Forgiveness is messy. Forgiveness when people aren't sorry is messier. And so I just, once again, I can't think of a better way to be working through that than being outside with fresh air constantly and being able to say, I really feel the need to go by water today. I'm going to do that. Um, So maybe next year I'll be a descent. Beautiful. Well, I am so grateful for you and how raw and vulnerable you've been with me. No, truly. This has, like, really been sacred and special to me. Um, I have a question. Beautiful. What is it? (laughs) Is anyone going to do this with you so you can share your story? Mm. Of course you tune into that. Yeah, you're amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, my best friend Paige in Calgary, she, when I was there, she doesn't live in the van. Actually, her and her partner just, they were so inspired by this. Cool. That her partner, Matt, Mm -hmm. and then they bought a van and they're coming to send a van for the first time. Like, like, they bought a fucking Westphalia, dude. And they're coming and they're like so excited to immerse with this community. Oh, that's so great. um, Anywho, she, uh, yeah, she reversed the roles. Like, we did like reverse the tables and Mm -hmm. it was so different um, and uncomfortable because I'm like so happy here. But then to switch is very different. I have a feeling it's going to be coming up again because so much has shifted even in that one month. Cool. Um, so maybe next time we cross paths, I would, I would yeah. let you... That, if you would allow me to do that, that'd be so fun. I would just, I would love to dive deeper in. And I think that because you're allowing other people this avenue to do this, it's so important for you to also share your own story. People are going to want to know you. And I think that you have so much to say. And in my small snippets of time with you, it's been, like you said, powerful and... There are things to be learned from each other, and I would love to learn more about you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We'll make that intention. Yeah, then. I would love that. Okay, well, um, for time's sake, and because I feel it, yeah. we're going to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to, to mm. share that's coming um, forward on your chest, maybe, or your heart? How's your heart? How's your heart? How's it doing? No, I think just, yeah, continuing to pursue what's important to you, and... Mm. I think a lot of things, too, that people say is, like, you get into this van life and then you are, you're like, oh, I got it figured out. But, like, shift, change, move around. Like, I'm constantly making changes to my priorities, my schedules, the way I'm using my time. So be dynamic. Even if you think you've got it figured out, like, being open to changes, you never know what, like you said, in the last month, things have shifted for you. Who knows where you'll be in a month? You know, something else could be totally present in your heart and, you know, that you want to pursue. So... Being dynamic is so important. This is exactly what I needed to hear today. Yeah. That is bang on. <laughs> you are so intuitive. Like, what, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Uh, I got a couple things to pursue, let me tell good, you. Good, good. Yeah. yeah, I can feel it. You're gonna I love do it. you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Oh, this is so special. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. I know. I'm so glad that you included me in this. Mm. I first heard about it and I was like, oh my God, like... 
nothing's being done like this. Like, this is the mm. chance for people to, like, you know, especially you're doing with words and with vision. Mm. It's so different than any sort of, like, writing or one type thing. It's, like, you're allowing people multiple outlets to be able to see. And I just, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very it's much. It's going to be so cool. Well, folks, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Mm -hmm. And I hope you come back every Tuesday and Thursday for more episodes and wow. more magic. Thanks, guys. <laughs>